0: We begin the current taf and start to Begin on the bottom of Pehima Beis, four lines up from the bottom of the Amid. The Gemara continues the discussion from the previous Daf regarding the topic of Aperik Perka Chayav, which talks about the halakha that if someone inflicts a wound in his friend, a is liable for five types of penalties, So it's regarding this topic that the Gemara continues with the following question. Bayrab, Rab the following question. Shevez Shavos is one of the five things, which is the person has to be paid workers, comp- workers' compensation for the amount of loss of work that he has now that he's recovering, recuperating from the injury. Now, additionally, regarding if, let's say, somebody injured him, which, therefore, he cannot be working, but although he was injured, and it caused him to be a loss in value, but ultimately, he's going to totally heal and be back to as he always was. So essentially, really the only thing he's having here is loss of work. But, again, in the interim time, his value did go down. So in other words, if let's say they would sell him now as a slave, his value would be lower. Now, as Tace explains a little bit more in detail, he says that there's, the component here is besides, and this is the component's question, <clears throat> regarding besides the fact that there's a loss of work every single day until he gets healed, additionally, his intrinsic value has been lowered because when people would buy him in the marketplace, as a slave, they wouldn't know if, let's say, his injury would be healed or not. So they wouldn't put themselves in a situation to purchase him as like a fully healthy person which has the use of both of his hands. And they think maybe he's not going to heal. Because as Teisus says, if, let's say, this was obvious, that this was only temporary, and he's going to get back <clears throat> all his full, uh, full uh, faculties totally, then even as we'll see shortly, would agree that the only thing we would give him is the Shevesh, yayim, is only the loss of work that he has, because the nezek. there is no actual loss of value. But Maho, the question is, what's the Halacha? Do we say that besides for the Shevesh, the lack of work, the workers' compie has to pay him, he also has to pay him for the Pachas Damav? which is some category of nezik for the actual loss of value of the person, like when there's a full injury, when let's say his hand gets chopped off. So there's two things. There's the fact that he can't work right now, and there's the injury, the lowering of the value. If he was sold as a slave, he'd be sold for less. They'd be able to give him that value. So too here, <clears throat> although it's not going to last forever, but for now he would be sold less, lesser as a slave. They'd be have to pay him or not. <clears throat> so the Gemara explains, Hey, chedami, what would the case be talking about? where a guy hits him injures him on his hand But and his hand shrivels but it's going to end up coming back as the Gemara explains since ultimately it's going to come back he's going to have his hand back as always so he doesn't have to give him back anything meaning the value of his hand or maybe you say that no ultimately right now he has lowered his value so for now he's got to pay him for that amount of nezik. Is that a liability for Nezek, or that it's not? So, the must says, about, let's bring a in the Mishnah later on the Pezayim and Malaf. The Mishnah says, following cases. If someone inflicts a wound on his father or his mother, and he, however, does not make a wound, I mean, he hits them, but it doesn't make it into a wound, I mean, there's no blood that comes out from where it usually is where there's no death penalty for that until you make a chabur, as the Gemara explains, in Hetan Peda'al Ome Omebeis. So too, someone inflicts a wound in his friend, but on Yom Kippur, which the common denominator of both of the, these types of things are that there's no Chib Mishib for Yom Kippur there's only karis, and for father and mother there's only the death penalty if there's a chabur. Therefore, continues the Gemara, pe'vav the Mishnah tells us, bakulan. So in these two cases, the one who makes the, the hit, the injury, is going to be liable on all the Chamesh Again, because there's no Kim lebed in it. Usually, you'll say you only get the greater of the two penalties, which is the death penalty. In these two cases, no death penalty, so you'll be Chai for the Chamisha Says the Gemara, chabur This case that we said regarding the hitting the parents, that however, you're not inflicting a wound, how can you have such a situation where you could make an injury and not inflict a wound? Says the Gemara, Isn't it about this type of a case that we're asking? Where the, the, the child hits the father on the hand. It's going to come back. And we see that the Mishnah tells us that you're liable for all the Hamishad Varm. And now, it, because it's obvious that it's not talking about a case classically where you'd be having Varm regarding an injury that it's not going to come back, because we have to say that it's not talking about a Chabura. Because if there was a Chabura, then you wouldn't get any of the chamisha dvarm, because there's a death penalty of afflicting of a wound on the parent. And any injury that doesn't have a Chabura, ultimately, is going to come back to its normal vigor and health. So it must be talking about such a case where it was the way we described it before, where there's no Chabura, and it's going to be safe al because, if, again, if there was not safe al then there would be a chabura. and if it's Chabura, then it's not safe al and so we see that you're going to be alive. That similarly should answer the question that was posed by, by, by Rabbah. So on that, the Gemara says, Amri, no, what we're talking about here is where what he did to his father was that he made him deaf, but he never inflicted a wound. There was no blood that was removed from where it is. So that's why he's had because but you don't have to say he's talking about a case where it was but some that's gonna come back. No, maybe over there the halacha would be actually that you did not be chai which is one of the Khmeshidwar. Now this interpretation to Gimmarasawa, however, Rabbi said, Ha If someone makes his father deaf, he gets killed, gets executed. Why? It's not possible for a person to become deaf. Without a chabur, without a wound. Why? Because tips of the dama enough There is a drop of blood that falls into his ear. That's how the process of becoming deaf happens. And therefore, that's what a chabur is. Again, removing blood from the, from the capillaries, from the place where it is, and it makes it come out of that. That's an inflicting wound. That's when you see the blood rising to the skin. That is, therefore, you can't say that would be the case of when the son would be chayv b'chamesh advarim, because actually then he'd be chayv for the death penalty, and he wouldn't be chayv for any of that. So, the Gemara says, okay, right, it can't be a case of Khirshu, but it doesn't have to be a riot to what we said as, because the is because what we're talking about over here, where he shaved off his hair, where he lowered his value without inflicting a wind. And that's why there's going to be Nezik, where if he was sold as a slave, a bald guy doesn't have the same value as someone with hair. The Gemara asks, Gilchud, that's the case, where he, where he shaved his hair off? Mahadahadr, here grows back. Behind the buy in, and if that's the case, it's exactly like the case that we asked the question about. In other words, what's the difference between here or a hand if you're talking about that it's going to ultimately come back, and still you're saying that it's Chayib that answers our question. Obviously, you're saying that even if something that's an injury, that's a Nezik, that's a lowering of value, if it's going to come back, still you're for the Nezik right now. So, I mean, they said no. It's not that it just t- it took a, a shaver and shaved off his hair. Chachemay's seen him over here is Kiget sochi nasha where he took a potion, a cream, which removes the hair, de la Hode, that the hair never comes back. Now that's nezik, that's damage, because he's lowering his value, and it's a blemish, so that's how you could have the nezik. Then you have tsar in that case, that's pain, why, what's the pain of having someone's, there's no physical pain, there's boshes, that so we're talking about this emotional pain. What's the physical pain? There is, because the isle kartuzh ni where it's talking about where he has cracks in his head from pimples, but Safri and now he's screaming from from the, 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 the cream is painful where it's going into the cracks. It's a very strong potion going to the cracks. That's the pain from the cream that this guy that the son did to his father, taking off his ear. There's also ripui. There's the doctor bills because the bayasuye he has to heal him for the pain that he has from the cracks in his head, which was now exacerbated and triggered by the cream. Sheves is loss of work. How so? Because they have a market because this father used to dance in the in the in the shops, the gavne where he has to show some type of shaking of his head, show all these types of jokes like the jokers do, and he has to be showing his head. Now he can't do that because he has all these cracks that are now all all inflamed on his head, and Mahve machve again, and therefore he can't show it now because of these cracks until he gets healed. Now. Although he could do other types of work, he's fully competent and he's fully healthy, still he gets Shavu's because that was the work he usually did. Now he can't do that work. And finally, the fifth one you have in this case, you have Baishish, humiliation, because in Lecham Baishish, government has no greater humiliation than, than a son taking a cream and removing all of his fathers here. So therefore, again, there's no proof from this halacha to say that this will answer Rabbi's question because... Could be, it's talking about a different type of a case as we just described, and not a case of where it was a temporary injury, which is ultimately going to come back. Now, the Gemara does tell us, however, this, which was a question for Rabba, it was obvious and not a question to Rabbi in one direction, and it was, it was obvious to Rabba the other direction. Ditma, like we learned. He ko so al-yodai with some sevase the This same case that Rabu had asked as a question. If someone hits someone else on his hand, makes it shrivel up, but it's ultimately going to come back. So what's the halacha? Sabaya amar, he says there's two payments which correlate to that side of the question, that side of the coin. Bayama Nisanli Shabbis which he calls Nezik over here, the larger loss of work, which is the actual value of the guy's hand. Visheviz Kitana also has to give him the smaller loss of work, meaning that's only temporary, meaning all those days where he's laying a bed, so you qualify him as someone that didn't have a hand because you already paid him for that nesic, albeit that it's a temporary loss of damages, because ultimately they come back, but for now it's a lowering of value, so that's a nesic. So that's the shepherd's gedela because it's a larger, more severe, because it's of taking off a hand, although again temporarily is a larger one. And then there's a smaller one, which is, the one that, okay, so now I compensated for the loss of the hand. Now how much, what well, could you work as? Okay, you could watch cucumbers. Okay, that you can't do even now because you're ill from the, from the accident, from the injury, so he has to give him the Shabbat's katana too. That's like that side of the option that you do give Nezik for the case of Chayzer, that it's going to ultimately come back. For Rav Amr, he says, the other side of the coin, he says, no, he only compensates him for the amount of loss of work that it, as long as he's ill until he could go back to his former strength and vigor, he pays him however much he was paid as a regular worker up until he got ill. Not as a, just as a cucumber watchman because according to Rava, he's not compensating him for the loss of the hand for Nezik. The whole reason why you only give him for the lower value I already compensated for your hand. Okay, now sans hands, what would you be able to do? Okay, that you can't even do now. That I compensate you for. So again, so Abai says yes. You Do pay for the Nezik? And Rav says no, and therefore you give only shevis. Now again, the shevis of Rav is higher than the shevis of Abaya because you're only giving one thing, not the Nezik, so you're going to give how much he was able to work before he got ill, whereas Abaya is going to give the value of the hand, Shevis G'dayl, and therefore his shevis Ketan is going to be lower. Now that I pay you for the hand, it's going to be only for the value of someone that does, does not have hands, like a Shemek Yishu, and like a watchman of cucumbers. A similar type of Machlik is Abaya and Rav. The Gemara says itma... We learned Ha if someone cuts off the hand of the Jewish slave of his friend, literally cutting off the hand, not like we described before, which was that it was taken off and it's ultimately going to come back. No, a full-fledged injury. Sabaya says you give the larger Shevis, meaning the loss of the actual hand, the nezek, you give that to the slave and the reason being is because the slave is not owned at least not, all the way by his master. He's a Jewish person. So we want him when he leaves his master's house to be complete. Now, although his hand is gone, so at least he should get the compensation for his own hand. Now, although he's an evid ivri, and therefore all his work now is is m'shubed to his master, so v'shebiz Kitana l'arap. So you give the smaller, the worker's comp, that goes to the master. Where, as as Tysus uh, addresses this, the problem is, the shebiz ketana is going to be only like someone without a hand, which is only Kashemi Kauan, but he had the rights to the work of the Evid for the higher level work that he was doing before he lost his hands and still Taisa explains that although up until now let's say he was able to do a better type of a work now however, this is considered like the Gemara of like a slave that becomes ill where that's called nestach vasodayu, it's the loss of the, of, the, of the master, and therefore because he got ill, so okay, that's the type of work he could do. Same thing over here, he lost his hand, now obviously the value of the hand goes to the slave, that's not owned, the master doesn't own the actual hands of the slave, because he have it every. so therefore he gets the hand, now that he has no hands, okay, what type of work could he do? Shemek now he can't even do that, that has to be paid to the master, because the work is owned by the master, but the hand is owned by the slave. That's what bias says. Rav Amar, he says again as he doesn't differentiate in the previous case between the shevis kedel and the shevis Katana, he says there's only one payment it's all given to the slave which Taisis uh, addresses that as, as a girsa as uh, similarly problematic because there shouldn't be the loss for the for the master of the of the itself but our girsa is that he says all of it goes to the slave ben and so however but what does that mean okay so the so the, the loss of the hand this shevis should go to the, to the slave, but the master is the one that's, that has to get compensated. So he says, What you do is you you purchase a land with that money, which the principal is the slaves, and then the master will eat the produce, similar to what the hand is in correlation to the work. What the hand is to the work is what the land is to the payers, and therefore the land goes to the slave and the payers goes to the master. Now they come conclude pshita, in, in summarizing this, it's obvious, if the loss, depreciation, is only for the slave himself, and regarding his master, there's no loss, in other words, he didn't lose any work. Now, what would that type of a case be? Or let's say, if he cut off the top of his tip of his ear or the tip of his nose, where, of course, there's an injury to the slave, but it's not causing any loss of work, all of that obviously goes to the slave but if he causes a loss also for the master, for example, like we, as the case we just described where he cuts off his hand, that is again, as we just described as a What do we do? Do we give Shevit Gu to the evad and Shevit's coming to the rab, Or is there one payment which, as Rava explained, goes to the slave, and then you purchase land with that, and then the payist goes to the master. Now, the Gmar continues explaining our Mishnah with the last of the five items mentioned, that is, uh, this humiliation, which the Mishnah qualifies, how do we evaluate that? It all goes according to who is doing the embarrassing and who is the one that's getting embarrassed. Depending on their status, the humiliation is going to be different and therefore the payment is going to be different. So the Gmar says, Says the Gemara, Loyer Mayer, the Behuda, El must be like That's not because, as we learned in no, the Brysa, Brysa says, the Kulon and all of them, meaning whether the person's wealthy or poor, Roy and we look at them, meaning even the wealthy, Kilahim bin and Shayur Dimin of Sein, as if, if they were independent, uh, free men who had lost their properties. In other words, we do not evaluate the poor person according to his poverty as a leniency. Neither do we evaluate the, the wealthy person according to his wealth. Because the Allah is that there is no value to the end of the humiliation. Rather, says this first opinion, everybody is looked at equally in regard to the humiliation. We look at them as if they were once great aristocrats and now they lost it all. Because, because they're the children of the great Avram Yitzvah and Yaakov, and therefore everyone is really, was once nobility, now we're not, and therefore we're all looked at equal, it doesn't make a difference, you have more money, you have less money, everyone has the equal amount of humiliation. That's Divrim Rabbi he says, no, Hagad lafi the great one according to his greatness, and the small one according to his smallness. Shimonaymer, he says, Ashirim, the wealthy, the wealthy, we view them as if, they had once been real nobility, and they lost that. And Anim, the poor people, as the lesser of them, meaning the, 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 we lower it, the value regarding the poor person as a leniency. When someone embarrasses a poor person, the humiliation is, is less since he's poor, and therefore you don't have to give as great as a as when a wealthy person. So explain the Gemara so who's the town of our Mishnah? And then it's i Remeir, if it's, you would say like Remeir, but Masnit from Asvayish. But our Mishnah says it depends. There's no set amount for humiliation. It depends on the status of the person. Whereas Remeir said, no, everyone's equal. So it can't be Remeir. If it's like Rabbi who, yes, he did differentiate according to the Godel of Egodel of Akkolofi however, Masnit and Ketani, our Mishnah teaches us, Hamavaish as a Sumachayev if someone embarrasses a blind person, he's liable. Now, as is taught later on in the he says that by a blind person, there's no humiliation. So obviously it can't be like the town of our Mishnah. So, must be that the town of our Mishnah is like Rav Shimon, that he also says that it's not an equal, and that it depends according to whatever parameters he gave. Similarly, he's the town of our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, you could say the town of our Mishnah is even like Rabbi when did the mean? What did he mean when he said that a blind person doesn't have humiliation? It meant to take from him. Meaning the blind person when he embarrasses someone else does not have liability. But a blind person who when he gets embarrassed he gets humiliation and he has to be compensated and therefore that doesn't contradict the Allah Mishnah that says He holds. If you embarrass a blind person you have. When he says that a blind person has no question it means he's not liable to pay other people. Now that the says, but you can't say that either. Because Vamiktani v'am, Sefer, we learned in the end of the Mishnah. That said, am a If someone humiliates a sleeping person, he's liable. Now but the But a sleeping person that embarrasses others, he's exempt. Now Vilaikutani, we did not learn the same contrast as we do by sleeping. To say, although we said that when you embarrass a sleeping person, a uh, blind person, Yichayev, it doesn't say But suma shabiyish, pater, that a blind person that embarrasses someone else is going to be exempt, as it does make that differentiation regarding a sleeping person. It says the Gemara Machlad, HaChi, HaChi, rather, must be obvious that there is no difference regarding the blind person getting embarrassed or embarrassing other people, and that in all situations the blind person will have Baishas. Says, the Machvarta says, rather, it's clear, the town of the Mishnah must be like B'shim, because again, like a he never differentiates. According to Bihuda, although he does, however, he holds that Summa Enoi B'ishis, whichever one that means, is not like our Mishnah, because our Mishnah clearly and indicatively says that when you embarrass a blind person, and even when a blind person embarrasses others, there is B'ishis, which is not like a Behuda, and therefore must be like a B'shim who does make differentiations. Now based on this, the Gemara says, Who is the Tana of the following b'risa? B'risa says, Let's say someone intended to embarrass a, a, a small, a minor, and he embarrassed an adult, a, 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 a big person. So, so you give to the big one the value of the humiliation that, of what you intended to do, which is of a small one. Let's say Leviash is an evad uveyish is Let's say you intended to humiliate a slave, but in, instead he ended up embarrassing a free person. So de they shall So although he ended up embarrassing a, great, a, a free person, he only has to give him the value of what he intended to do, which was to in, embarrass a slave. Says the Gemara, "Who is the of this price?" So says the Gemara, "V'leir meyer v'leir behuda v'leir b'sheman." As the Gemara explains why it can't be like either of them, that it was entertained to say that when this price says cotton, when it says a minor, it doesn't mean a minor, when it says small, it means cotton, someone that's small in his assets. Someone that's great means great in his assets, meaning poor and wealthy. So therefore, says the Gemara, the town of the price is not like either one of these three. Tanoi. If it's like he said that, no, everyone's always equal. So this Bryce is clearly differentiating who you intended as if there's different types of humiliation. That's not like a great who doesn't differentiate. But he says in the Mishnah later on, that slaves do not have humiliation. And here the Bryce is saying clearly that when you're embarrassing a free person, but you intended it to be a slave, you give them the value of the slave. But there is no humiliation for a slave. And if it's like Reb Shimon, however, he says in general, <speaking> in <Hebrew> if you intended to embarrass one person, you embarrass someone else, you're exempt. The whole Allah's price is based on you intended one and you did other ones, so you end up giving the humiliation of what you intended. According to Reb Shimon, there's no liability at all. My time, what's the reason? So Reb holds, kiktala, like killing, like murder, which the Gemara teaches in Sanhedrin that ma katala just like murder, until you intend for that person. In other words, if you intend to kill one person and you kill another one, you're exempt. So, like it says in the he lay him ambush for him and he rose up upon him. What does it mean? Until he intended to kill this person. So the same thing you could infer in the lemur is that by humiliations only intended for that person, because the chsev it says a the same type of, of inference it says yada that the wife who was sticking up for her husband stretched out her hand bimavushav and she grabbed the man who was fighting with her husband in his embarrassing place. Now the words bimavushav in his embarrassing place is actually scaven loy until she intends for him. So therefore Rishonim says you're never chayav when you misgaven for one and then you end up embarrassing someone else. So we just proved that it can't be like either Rebbe Huda or Rebbe Shimon, who's the town of this b'raise? Says the Gemara You could say that the town of the b'raise is Rebbe Huda. What did Rebbe Huda mean when he says that a slave doesn't have humiliation? It meant Lamei It means to give him. When the person embarrasses the slave, it doesn't have to compensate the slave for humiliation. But to evaluate, we evaluate based on the slave, how much would a slave be willing to take to be humiliated? That's a certain amount of money. Even the slave doesn't want to be humiliated. And it's that evaluation that we said that if you had intended to embarrass a slave and instead you embarrassed a Ben Chayron, that value of the slave you'll give to the Ben Chayrin. You're right. If someone embarrasses uh, uh, Evan, he doesn't have to give him anything, but there is a certain value that the slave would take. And it's that amount that we're saying that if you embarrass the Ben Chayron, even though you intended to embarrass a slave, that's how much you have to give him. That's one approach. Viboy same, and if you want, you could say a fellow Tam Reb Mayor, Even if you could say that the town of the Barthes is like Reb Mayor. how so? Because Misav Gadol and the Chasim Cotton in the Chasim. Because do you think when it says and Cotton, it means in regards to their level of their assets, and therefore that shouldn't be any differentiation because Reb Meir did not differentiate between Ani and Asher; they're all the same. Everyone is viewed as if they're Yerid al Chasav from Avram Yitzchak Biakov. Lai no Gadol Gadol Mamish for Cotton Cotton Mamish. A guddle means an adult, and a minor means a minor. That, there's a differentiation between them in humiliation. It's just regarding all adults that he didn't differentiate. But there is a differentiation between adults and minors. Now, that, the G'more asked, What, do you think a minor gets embarrassed, has humiliation, says the Gemara And yes, like our papa said later on in Ahmed Bayez, that if he gets embarrassed, I meaning if you embarrass him, he gets embarrassed, Here also, we would say the same thing as we continue talking about Beis, that when you recall to him something embarrassing, and he gets embarrassed through that, he's in pain, that's the same thing over here that a cotton would have busha, and therefore, that's what the Gemara is saying, that it could be like Remeir because although he doesn't differentiate, but between an adult and a minor, obviously, there would be different levels of humiliation, and as the Gemara just proved that, yes, that there would be humiliation for a minor, and therefore, it could be either like a Behuda, or like Remeir. Nothing more continues with the next Mishnah, again continuing the theme of the last item that we just mentioned from the Khmeshadvam, that of Baishas, of humiliation. So the Mishnah tells us how arm. If someone humiliates, embarrasses a, 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 a naked person, or someone embarrasses a blind person, or if Yash embarrasses a sleeping person. Chayev is going to be liable in all these situations, although, and the Gemara will discuss the details of it, they're they're compromised in their dignity, either because blind, and therefore doesn't doesn't sense it, or naked, or sleeping, either way, you're going to be chayev. Now, v'yashin shebaish, but a sleeping person that embarrasses someone else, he's going to be exempt. And the reason being is because he doesn't have any intention to do that, and is only when you're intending to do it. As the Mishta concludes, a similar case, nef'el min ha'gag, the hezek if someone falls off the roof, he yeah, has an accident and he injures someone else and humiliates him. So, as we say, he's liable for the damages, but is exempt for the embarrassment that he caused to that person. Because until he intends to embarrass someone, a person is not liable for the bayshit. So, the Gemara explains this: someone embarrasses a naked person, he's liable. Now, but although that there is going to be liability, but you can't compare someone who embarrasses a naked person to embarrassing someone that's a clothed person. So to baiish a chayef, someone embarrasses someone in the bathhouse, he's liable. But ve'in beshok but you can't compare embarrassing someone in the bathhouse where everyone's naked to embarrassing him in the marketplace where everyone is all dressed dignified and everyone's out there in the public. That's the Bryce. Explains the Gemara. The town of the Baishu said, If you embarrass a person that's naked, you have to ask the Gemar, Aram bar Does a, per, a naked person have embarrassment? In other words, since he's not even particular to walk out naked in front of people, this is a person that gets embarrassed? Obviously not. So what does it mean that you're liable for embarrassing him? So I'm a puppy. He says, My Aram, what does it mean that he was naked? It doesn't mean that he was walking around Undressed totally, it means the Asazika means that a wind came and blew up his clothing, especially in Talmudic times where they didn't wear pants. They just wore these long dresses, these long cloaks. The now. this person came along and lifted up more. And thus embarrassed him. So although he was naked, but it's not like there's a person that doesn't have embarrassment. Of course he does. It's just that the thing already picked it up. It's such a person that now this guy does something to embarrass him and say, ah, oh, look at this guy. That of course would cause him embarrassment. And that's why he's chaifibish. So to the Bryce said, Baisha Vivesa Mechat If he embarrasses him in the bathhouse, he's liable. Asked the Gemara similar question. In the bathhouse, is the embarrassment? When everyone's naked over here, there's no embarrassment. What does that mean to point out something and make an embarrassing type of a gesture? Everyone's like this. So, my puppy says, no, it's so much a Baisha Gavanor. Although he was bathing himself, but it was by the river where not everyone there is naked, but there are people that do that when they go to bathe. Such a situation, a person would be embarrassed if those things were done to him and pointed out to him, and therefore, there would be a liability of Baishas. Like Martin has the following question regarding the halachah of our Mishnah. The Mishnah said that if Esa Yashan, you embarrass someone when he's sleeping, you're going to be chayv. But B'yer Bava he asked the following question: What's if Ba'isha Yashan, What's if someone embarrasses a person that's sleeping? U'meiz now in his sleep before he ever woke up, this guy who was embarrassed ends up dying. So he never ever recognized the embarrassment that was done to him because he, he was sleeping through that time. And although something embarrassing, humiliating was done to him when he was sleeping, he died before he was able to wake up and notice what was done. Now, what's the So the Gmar explains, what is his question? So there's actually two different versions of the two options that he's discussing. He says, this is his question. What's the liability of Baishas? Is it because a person gets red in the face? It's because of embarrassment? Now, this guy died. He never got embarrassed. He he was unaware. Therefore, he wouldn't be chayef. Well, maybe no, the, the liability of Baish is because it's degrading. It's, it's 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 downgrading to embarrass someone in front of other people. And therefore, even if he didn't recognize it, but Busha was done to him, and therefore, this guy de- 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 degraded him. Therefore, he should be chayef at Baish. So, the message is being a riot in the following Bryson. Remey he says, a deaf mute and a minor have embarrassment. A mentally deranged individual does not have embarrassment. Now, explains the Gemara, if he would entertain to say that the liability of Baish is because something degrading was done to a person, even if he's unawares, so that would explain to us why there would be Baishas by a minor. But if you entertain to say because of the person getting embarrassed, what, a minor gets embarrassed? A minor doesn't have the maturity of mind to become aware of that. So therefore the Gemara wants to prove it must be because of Zilusa. And therefore, yes, if you embarrass a sleeping person and he doesn't end up waking up after that, he's still going to be Now, So the Gemara says, wait a second. So what do you want to say? That's where the reason of Baishis is. And that's why the cotton would have Baishas because of something degrading. So says the Gemara, then even the mentally deranged person also, although he's not aware, but something degrading is done to him. Nothing more says no. The person that intrinsically is mentally deranged, there's no greater embarrassment than that. So whatever embarrassment was done to him will not cause a liability of Baisha because the person cannot be more degraded because of his limitations in his mental, facu- ma- mental faculty, and therefore there would be no baishas, because there's no zilusa. So the Gmar says, <speaking tovisa minna> So that therefore, that let us resolve from this Zilusuhu, that the reason of the liability is because of something degrading, because the imishim kisufa, because it would be because of embarrassment, <speaking tovisa> do you think a child gets embarrassed? And again, therefore, that should resolve the question. So the says, no, no, riot." Kedam like Rabba says, de where if you embarrass him and he gets embarrassed, where you embarrass him and he gets embarrassed, and therefore it could be that the cutting would be because of Baishas, and therefore there's no raya. Maybe if the guy doesn't wake up, there would be no liability on Baishas. Now Rabba, I mean, he says, he 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 phrased it a, different, a little different. Uh, this question that was posed by Rabba Bar he says the question was where the first option was the same, is it because of the individual's embarrassment? Now, the guy died in his sleep, and he was never embarrassed. A'dem M'shem Mishpacha, he says it's different than the other option of the first version, which was because of Zilusa. Here it's being said that is not because of his embarrassment, but rather because of the embarrassment of his family. So a guy that's sleeping and never was unaware, but his family was aware, and if it should be Baishu's, or, or, or maybe not. So the Gemara here, like in the first version, says, Toshimah, being arrived from the following b'ishas. The b'ishas says, A deaf mute and a minor have have b'ishas, and shaita in le the mentally deranged does not have b'ishas. Says the Gemara, If you say that the liability of b'ishas is because of the family, of the relatives, So therefore would make sense why there's b'ishas by a minor. Because although he doesn't have the b'ishas, but his father, his sister, the whole family gets embarrassed at what was done to him, so it makes sense there would be a liability of b'ishas but if you entertain because of the person's own embarrassment, bar does the minor have, have embarrassment? So the Gemara retorts. So So what do you want to say? Okay, so you're proving it must be because of the embarrassment of the rest of the family. Then even the mental range should, have, should have because his family gets embarrassed. What are you doing to this? He doesn't know. He's not aware, but it's embarrassing for us. So that the Gemara says, no, Shaita en not going to be. There's not going to be any baisha, there's no greater busha than the person being a shaita. There's no more busha on that for the family. And therefore the Gemara says, So we should resolve from this price. the Mishum Baisha Mishbach must be because of the embarrassment of the family. Because the kisuva, because if you think it's because of the embarrassment of the individual, Karten who do you think that a minor is someone that gets embarrassed? So the Gemara says, I'm papa, in. He says yes where if you embarrass him, he becomes embarrassed. And the G'mon says, so too we learn like this, that a minor could have embarrassment, and it could be based on his own embarrassment, where again, it is based on the bush. And therefore, it could be that if the sleeping person does not wake up, then the one who is and mva- mva- that embarrassed him, would be exempt because he never becomes aware. He never gets embarrassed. His face never gets all red. Because as we learned that a minor, it depends on this concept of Papa, where sometimes he could be embarrassed of. Does not. Rebbe, he says, yesh Deaf, mute, has embarrassment. shayte no embarrassment. In a minor, upam upam Sometimes he has b'ayishis, sometimes not. How so? As we explained, when, if you embarrass him, he gets embarrassed, then he has Baishas. This is if you embarrass him and he doesn't get embarrassed, then there wouldn't be any Baishas. Again, therefore, there's no raya that it's either, again, because of Zilusa, because the Baishas, have become Baishas of Mishpacha, could be, it depends on his own, because a minor could have his own embarrassment. Now, the Mishnah told us, if someone embarrasses a blind person, etc., then he's going to be chayv says the Gemara, Our Mishnah is not like the Taner Bihuda, who he says that a Summa has no Baishas, meaning if the Suma embarrasses his friend, Yehuda holds that he's going to be exempt. Now, our Mishnah taught, although it said that if you embarrass a Suma, you're Chayev, it didn't say, but if a Summa embarrasses someone else, he's going to be Pater. Now, because in contrast, by a sleeping person, it made that contrast. It said that if you embarrass a sleeping person, you're going to be chayiv, but it said a sleeping person who embarrasses someone else is going to be exempt. So, from the fact that it doesn't say the same contrast by a summa, must be that if a summa, just like if someone embarrasses him, that person's chayiv, if he embarrasses someone else, he's also going to be chayiv, which is not like a bihuda. Because the time we learned in the Braisa, bihuda aymer summa ain't like bayishas. says that a blind person who embarrasses someone else has no liability for so The But kachay, bihuda paita, so to exempted a blind person not just when he embarrasses someone else, he made him exempt Mechiv If, let's say, he kills someone else by mistake inadvertently, he's exempt from the halacha of going to exile. Mechiv Malkis is also exempt from the halacha of when someone violates the negative prohibitions of getting lashes, he's exempt from that. Mechiv Misbeth, he's even exempt from the court death penalties, he's exempt from. So the Gemara explains My time in Rabbi Huda, what's the reason Rabbi Huda? So first Igmar addresses his exemption for the sum of embarrassing someone else. He has shava learning out the words your eyes from Baishis, from the your eyes by eidim Zayman. Now, by eidim Zayman it says, Meaning if someone said false testimony about someone else. And then other people come and say, how could you have said that you with us that day? Then they become eidim Zayman. So the person says, do not have mercy with your eyes on him. It says, Eynecha. So too by the locha of Busha of being liable for embarrassing someone else, it says, you should cut off the hand of the woman that, 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 that touched the, the man in the private areas, it says, your eyes should not be merciful. So it says, by both them. just like by Adam Zayman, the halacha does not apply to blind people, and the reason being is because you can't be a witness in the first place if a person's blind, because you need to be able to have witnessed what happened, because if you can't see, that the person who cut off his, the hand of his friend, how are you going to testify? So obviously, eid and Zayman have to be where they were able to see. Avhach HaSuman Laisot So over here with Gzair <speaking in> Sheva <Hebrew> it does not apply to blind people, only to seeing people. Therefore, Summa Ain Laisbashas. He's not liable for Baisas if he embarrasses someone else. Now, So to Mechiva <speaking in Hebrew> Galias, he exempted a blind person from going into exile into the Ari <speaking> in <Hebrew> the time they the learned in the the Pasik says in in the Pasik that talks about someone kills his friend by mistake, inadvertently, so it says, without seeing, meaning he didn't see the guy. Now, it sounds like that, but he could see in other situations, only over here where he didn't see. Prat, the Rebbe Huda says, that's obviously excluding a blind person who can never see. So it's not like he didn't see now, he never does, and therefore he wouldn't be high in this halacha of Galas. Whereas Rebbe Huda says, no, actually this word, actually comes to include a blind person. So the Gemara says, my time, what's the reason of Rebbe Huda? Amlach, he will tell you, because the Pasuk in the Varm says, also by thereby going to the Ori Miklut, about someone that kills by mistake, says, esri ehu by Yar Lacht of Eitzim, that which his, he, his friend goes into the forest to chop down wood, which sounds like any person that goes in, and again by mistake then kills his friend that's there in the forest too, sounds like Vafelis even a blind person. Now, so Rahman, the now when the other Pasuk says these words, that it was without seeing, Islam Uteh is coming to exclude. What's it coming to exclude? A blind person that never sees. But Remeyer, he would tell you, no. the Islam You're right. When the tari writes without seeing, it's a mute. It's an exclusionary term. Now, but but additionally, the Pasig before there, there in Devar has Dalit, it says, Bivli Das, without awareness. That's also It's also coming to exclude, which is, only now he was unawares. Which excludes someone that's always unaware, which is a blind person. So, so you have one exclusionary term of a blind person, and again another exclusionary term of a blind person. And the Allah is, mir, When you have a mute, after a mute, it's actually not being minded anymore, it's actually coming to include. So that's why we actually come la a summa. For Bihuda, however, he says, this this is without awareness is not coming to exclude again a blind person, which again therefore would be like Remeir had said to include him. Actually, it's Pratlam Iska'van Hudasa. It's coming to exclude when someone intended to kill the other person. Meaning it's saying that Allah of Gaul is only if he did it without awareness. It's coming to tell us the basic Allah, which is excluding if he did it with awareness. If he did it with awareness, then you're not khayev. For Gaulas. Actually, if Eidimah, then you'd be chai for the death penalty. But it's not going to exclude someone that's always unawares, which would be a blind person. Therefore, it's not a meid you only have one meid, and therefore, it's mamayat as a summa from the loch of Gaulas. So, too, Chiv Mrs. he also excluded a blind person from the death penalty in the courts. Because Asir Mechiv he learns that Shava, from the term murderer, from the liability of going to exile, meaning by by the, by death penalty, it says, someone that premeditated, intentionally killed somebody, it says, Don't take atonement money for the for the soul of the murderer. So it says the word Ritzeh there. And so to by exile, it says, so that the murderer could flee to the Arya So it says Ritzeh Ritzech, just like by 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 the there's no liability for a blind person, as we just taught, where it's Prat so too, by Chiva Mises bezdin, which is the, one of the cases of Ritach, when someone deliberately kills someone, he's going to be exempt from the death penalty. And finally, Chiva malchus that there is also an exemption for a blind person according to Behuda from the lashes when one violates a negative prohibition. Is aser rasha rasha chivam misis bezdin. It learns out a different gzair shava because by malchus it says in devar mchafeh in bin hakrisa rasha. Someone that's getting lashes, it calls him a wicked person. And by the death penalty, it says, it says, which he's wicked to get killed. So both of them say, just like we just taught before. That he's exempt from. So the Gizayat Sheva teaches us, which also has the term Rasha, that he's also that we're going to be exempt from the Gizayat And again, this is the opinion of Rabbi Huda, which we're saying the time of Mishnah is not like that. We said that if a blind person embarrasses someone else, he would be chayiv. to hold that a blind person embarrasses someone else, would be exempt. So too, for all these other things, of Gizayat malkis misses and Gizayat galias